0: Today we're going to get into the Law of One, Session 50, and uh, congratulations everybody who's still with us. Uh, We went through seven of seven, seven times seven, the first full cycle of uh, seven rays and seven subplanes, or 49 sessions. And um, if you're (coughs) here, you can tell that uh, the sessions are getting more and more... um, subtle in terms of the metaphysics or the philosophy of soul evolution the, um, adva- this is advanced metaphysics so session 50 uh, is only 14 exchanges um, Don is um, carrying on with uh, questions about catalyst and how to work with catalyst which means life experience uh, as it relates to North Pole, South Pole, and the seven Chakra System. Uh, as it relates to program programming from Higher Self before birth. As it relates to positive and negative path, and service to others. And the adept path, and um, ultimately then meditation. So, we'll probably take 2 hours or 2 classes for this session 50. Uh, because it's good not to rush this. So, let's begin... Uh, 50.0, the greeting, uh, the initial was in brackets, I am Ra, in brackets, I greet you in the love and in the light of the one infinite creator. We communicate now. And as always or often, Don asks the first question about Carla's condition. 50.1, Don says, Could you please give me an indication of the instrument's condition now? Ra says, It is as previously stated. And that means, I guess, that it's good enough. Don goes on to the first major question, 50.2, and says In the last session, (coughs) you made the statement that experiences are attracted to the entity through the South Pole. Could you expand on that and give us a definition of what you mean? Again, (laughs) South Pole uh, was related to root chakra, or um, the internal, the, the ingress or incoming, the point of incoming energy. Um, That is one way of talking about um, experience or how we meet catalyst. And so Ra is um, making an association that is really um, never made um, that I've seen in uh, yogic Hindu yoga and other seven chakra traditions of uh, spiritual path associated with chakras and energy development and Ra's linkage is the development of the chakras <coughs> is uh, which is an energetic um, dynamism dynamic the dynamic of energy as associated to the seven energy centers the seven energy bodies uh, that energy system development is, um, is the same. It's basically the physical manifestation or energetic field, energy field manifestation of just how well we deal with life, just how well we meet catalyst, just how well we um, live, uh, we, we meet uh, what's commonly called experience, what comes up in body-mind and what comes to us from the environment, the qualities of mind uh, how we meet experience is the energy development of the seven the relative progressive energy development of the seven rays and that can be understood analogously to the kundalini rising from root to crown from first ray to seven as uh, seven um, energy center nodal points uh... Qualities of consciousness, qualities of being and um, being with experience, meeting experience or catalyst, and being in the world, being in our life, being uh, qualities of beingness. Uh, And so that's a very subtle way of looking at it, which is very non-mechanistic versus the typical kind of uh, common kind of pranayama yoga or uh, even Hatha Yoga, or, uh, you know, Kundalini Yoga, traditions where the idea is uh, I can be completely and perfectly enlightened by adequate focusing of mind on the energy development of seven rays. Um, That's not what Ra's teaching. Ra's teaching um, paying attention to the quality of mind. So Ra will explain what they mean by Experience is attracted to the entity through the South Pole. Ross said, uh, three paragraphs, I'll read them all. It takes some consideration to accomplish the proper perspective for grasping the sense of the above information. The South, or negative pole, is one which attracts. It pulls unto itself those things magnetized to it, so with the mind-body-spirit complex. The inflow of experience is of the South Pole influx you may consider this a simplistic statement next paragraph the only specific part of this correctness meaning how it is correct the way they're talking about the South Pole and experience the only specific part of this correctness is that the red ray or foundation energy center being the lowest or root energy center of the physical vehicle will have the first opportunity to react to any experience. In this way only, you may see a physical locus of the south pole being identified with the root energy center. In every facet of mind and body, the root or foundation will be given the opportunity to function first. Then, what is this opportunity but survival? This is the root possibility of response and may be found to be characteristic of the basic functions of both mind and body. You will find this instinct the strongest, and once this is balanced, much is open to the seeker. The South Pole then ceases blocking the experiential data, and higher energy centers of mind and body become availed of the opportunity to use the experience drawn to it. Now, Ross is saying that First of all, it's not going to be easy to develop the proper perspective or a useful perspective to grasp what they're saying. The proper uh, perspective for grasping the sense of the above information. The above information is Ra's um, analogy that the seven rays can be seen as uh, upward attraction of energy uh, that is the quality of how we uh, experience. Uh, catalyst or situations the south pole so we can say that the south pole is associated with the root chakra but that's not um, that's not the only way of looking at it Uh, and that's a simplistic way so you can say that the south or pole or the north the south pole is negative negative in the sense of attractive or magnetic or receptive yin the north pole, in this case, identified with crown chakra, uh, is associated with positive, or transmissive, or yang, or um, electric, or you know dynamic. Qualities of, of yang, initiation, force, force in action. While yin, or south pole magnetic, is receptive and, and more still. It's not exactly passive, but it's receptive. And these are two different um, major um, major functions of mind, body, spirit complex. There is uh, how we receive, and there is what we put out. <laughs> what what we allow, the degree to which we receive, and the quality uh, of that which we transmit. So we can say, just as Kundalini goes from root to crown, uh, Shiva Shakti, or uh, you know Shakti, Shakti uh, Kundalini's coiled serpent uncoiling going up to the crown to meet uh, the consort Shiva uh, we can say that the south pole or root chakra pulls things magnetized to it uh, or receives energy coming up the spine the sushumna we can also say that the mind-body-spirit complex itself is magnetic uh, and you create your own reality Uh, What do you want to manifest? Uh, What you experience is what you've attracted to you. So if your life uh, has a lot of conflict, somehow you've co-created that and you're attracting it to yourself. If the life has a lot of peace, you've co-created that and uh, you're bringing that to yourself too. Uh, So what we are experiencing in the moment or day to day or this phase of my life can certainly be understood as that which we have pulled to ourselves magnetize to ourselves that which is inflowing the inflowing experience uh, that that we have co-created or been the primary agent of uh, responsible uh, cause, causation of we have caused our life to be as it is including body conditions including quality of relationships or no relationships including um, the degree to which we can even think clearly the degree to which we can even think clearly is also a kind of karmic result karmic return result of how we use the mind in the past, and if we find ourselves deeply confused it's because we haven't put the time into um to untangle uh, you know our thinking or make sense of life that's all it can be done um, you know we can transform so but Ra is saying that. <coughs> If you only think of uh, inflowing uh of experience associated with the root chakra south pole, that is a little bit simplistic. Uh, nevertheless, root chakra um, red ray, which Ross calls a foundation energy center, right? It's a primary center, like the fo- primary 135, uh, red, yellow, blue. It's also a foundational center, uh, and I believe... Um, one four and seven were foundational centers but um, there was an association i forgot the adjective i used but uh, one four and seven have also a special uh, importance distinct from one three five as primary rays distinct from one three five seven or two four six as um, the the yang line or the yin line um, of energy chakras so there are all sorts of uh, subtle relations between chakras and uh functions that raw uh, indicates in terms of using the word foundational center or primary center this kind of thing we'll see that again and again so root chakra likewise has the first opportunity to react to experience uh, in in the view of uh, upward spiraling light Kundalini from root to crown the first opportunity is uh how you know the degree to which um, we uh, don't uh, experience or don't 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 believe don't feel an a, a survival threat, so the root of the foundation first ray in this case has first opportunity to function. what is the function? the function of first ray is survival really it's it's anchor of the body to the three d space time root chakra uh, It's root because it is our root. ...to the vehicle of the body, but in this 3D space-time. It's also our taproot to uh, incarnative experience. It's the taproot of the vehicle of Mind-Body-Spirit Complex uh, as a whole, uh, experiencing 3D space-time. And the first consideration of the seven rays is the consideration of first-ray survival. And that is the degree to which um, we feel safety. And that's why I've often said that fear seems to me a much um, lower level blockage than anger or sorrow. You can certainly associate fear with a survival concern. Um, Fear in the moment. Um, Fear as a um, chronic character or personality tendency. There are some people who are always fearful. That's associated with ignorance or... The first of the three poisons ignorance grasping and uh, aversion in Buddhism or anger complex aversion greed or desire or grasping complex uh, and then um, fear or ignorance it's actually ignorance is the third so it's grasping aversion and ignorance the three poisons I've said before that I think anger is um, significantly associated with third chakra And sorrow with second and you see grasping and sorrow are two sides of the same thing the complex of grasping which is desire it doesn't mean it's bad it just means that you know (laughs) it's a tendency of mind uh, which can have positive results or negative results but it's all in the realm of samsara or rebirth fine it's still octave experience grasping but it's very much associated, the flip side of, of of longing or desire is sorrow. And I've often associated that with second ray or water. And warm water, like tears. While cold water, like ice, is uh, akin to fear, which is to me even deeper than sorrow. And often beneath uh, and uh, can here be seen as related to root chakra too. So... Raw saying, what is the opportunity but survival? Meaning, uh, do you see uh, a, an opportunity in this situation for anything other than survival? Are you living only as, a, as an intelligent animal? Are you living as an animal man or woman? Or um, how is your sense of um, safety, uh, well-being as regards survival? Um, some people have very serious issues with that and <clears throat> interestingly for those who want to look at it further root chakra is associated with sexuality uh, to a certain extent sexual desire is a result of fear it's uh, at a very subtle level um, there's the fear of what i will become if i don't generate sexual experience or sexual energy or have sex if i don't have sexual energy um, if I don't um, utilize or activate sexuality, uh, what will happen to me? Will I wither up like a dry leaf? Uh, what? Will I be unpopular? What, what, what? But <clears throat> survival, sexual, sexuality, uh, to some extent, not totally, to some extent, um, sexual compulsion or sexual addiction, or sexual blockage, or sexual perversion, or sexual complication, <clears throat> sexual complexes in mind, which everyone has somewhat, yeah, um, to some extent are associated with root chakra blockage, and to some extent are associated with fear of survival, or survival concerns, in a very subtle way, in my view. So Ra's saying that um, the survival instinct is uh, the root possibility of response, meaning it's always in play, but one may uh, not have blockage there. It's characteristic of basic functions of mind and body, and that's what I'm saying, is um, there is a fear that can arise in mind associated with the mind's fear of its destruction, and mind's fear of its dissolution. Uh, And in fact, some sexual... Uh, Some, you know, sexual complexes, personality, you know, psychological conflict, psychological issues associated with sex, um, in some cases are the mind's own fear of being without um, that type of sexuality, what it would mean to that person. Very subtle, actually. And so there is this um, association of sex, you know, sex and death. Uh, orgasm as uh, little death, and so sex and death, and fear and survival. Um, these are inter- these these issues or qualities of mind are interwoven. I think, not only but can be in in the case of red right blockage. So they're saying this instinct is the strongest, and and Gautama <laughs> also said that sexual desire of man for woman and woman for man, is the strongest. Um, klesha or tendency that, um, you know, prevents <laughs> that people got stuck on. And Ra saying, once this is balanced, much is open to the seeker, while well, the other six rays are more open. <laughs> and South, Ro- South Pole, or in this case, root Chakra, doesn't block experience, higher energy centers of mind-body, uh, have an opportunity to um, meet experience in a higher way, higher than simply Focus on bodily or mental survival, and so that's very subtle when the issues of survival are taken to the to or brought into the sphere of psychology. Psychological survival, terror of mind dissolution, mind's um, fear of uh, unviability and uh, destruction or annihilation. Very subtle level um, of distortion. Um, that actually goes way, way up into sixth density, in my view, because it's ultimately going to be um, the fear of being without uh, perception, uh, samskara concepts, and consciousness itself. It's the fear of not fashioning by mind. <laughs> 50.3. <clears throat> Why do you say the experience is drawn to or attracted to the entity. Ross said, we say this due to our understanding that this is the nature of the phenomenon of experiential catalyst, experiential catalyst and its entry into the mind-body-spirit complexes awareness. <laughs> Don said, well, why are you saying experience is drawn or attracted to a being? Ross said, we say that because that's how we understand it, because <laughs> that's what's happening, which is kind of simple. So it's the understanding that um, the phenomenon of experiential catalyst, and again, that's um, could be anything, in fact, associated with mind, body, and spirit, including um, the form of our body, the gender of our body, the sensations in our body, then the perceptions of body and mind, perceptions that are of the associated with the physical world and the body, perceptions that are associated with the mind and the intellect, and all of the you know samskaras or uh co- cognitive fashioned formulations and fabrications of the mind, including what everything imagery memory uh dream <coughs> thought logical rational analytical intuitive um, direct um, knowing experiences, and then consciousness itself uh all of that could be called catalyst uh and uh <laughs> you make your own, and it's attracted or drawn to us because um, self is a creator. Self is a creator, self is the creator. The creator, the infinite creator, manifests in the apparently separative, apparently personal, experienced uh, sense of self. 50.4, could you give an example of how an entity sets up a condition for attracting a particular experiential catalyst yeah, so again, we can say call it experience or catalyst, and how that catalyst then is provided or learned is <laughs> really general. But here we're moving towards the issue, the, the the teachings on program catalyst or pre-incarnative decisions for life experience. Ross said, such an example may be given. Don says, will you give it? Now we have a pretty significant, the first major significant reply of this session, and in some ways the biggest or perhaps the most important. 50.5, Ross said, we paused to scan this instrument's consciousness for permission to use its experiential catalyst as example. We may proceed. So they were checking with Carla, um, to consist, looking at her mind or her uh, higher uh, mind-spirit um, tendencies in consciousness to see whether it would be okay and non, non-infringing. Uh, for them to use her uh, life experience as example and um, it seems that actually they didn't (laughs) anyway Ross said in terms of um, the answer how it is that we set up conditions for attracting catalyst Ross said this 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 attraction of catalyst I guess this is one instance an extrapolation may be made to other entities other than Carla, which are aware of the process of evolution. This entity, so now they do talk about her, this entity, Carla, (coughs) sorry, they did, sorry, they do talk about her. This entity, Carla, this entity chose before incarnation the means whereby catalyst had great probability of being obtained. This entity desired the process of expressing love and light without expecting any return. This instrument also programmed to endeavor to accomplish spiritual work and to comfort itself with companionship in the doing of this work. Agreements were made prior to incarnation, the first with the so-called parents and siblings of this entity. This provided the experiential catalyst for the situation of offering radiance of being without expectation of return. The second program involved agreements with the several entities. These agreements provided and will provide in your time-space and space-time continuum opportunities for the experiential catalyst of work and comradeship. There are events which were part of a program for this entity only in that they were possibility-probability vortices having to do with your societal culture. These events include the nature of the living or standard of living, the type of relationships entered into in your legal framework, and the social climate during the Incarnation. The Incarnation was understood to be one which would take place at harvest. So Ra's running through <coughs> excuse me, the different levels of programming associated with pre-incarnative catalyst programming, life planning, life program, narrative, narrative life script programming before birth. And they're saying that there are various levels of that, and we'll get into that after this quote. Ra goes on, fourth major paragraph. These givens, shall we say, apply to millions of your peoples, those aware of evolution, and desirous in the very extreme of attaining the heart of love and the radiance which gives understanding. No matter what the lessons programmed, they have to do with other selves, not with events. They have to do with giving, not receiving, for the lessons of love are of this nature both for positive and negative. Those negatively harvestable will be found at this time endeavoring to share their love of self, (laughs) such as it is. There are those whose lessons are more random due to their present inability to comprehend the nature and mechanism of the evolution of mind, body, and spirit. Of these we may say that the process is guarded by those who never cease their watchful expectation of being of service. There is no entity without help, Either through self-awareness of the unity of creation, or through guardians of the self, which protect the less sophisticated mind-body-spirit from any permanent separation from unity, while the lessons of your density continue. Uh, try to find some other channeling that can talk on this. You won't wonder why. The Ra explains, um, giving you know using Carla as example, uh, her particular uh, programmed catalyst or catalyst programming uh, is one instance we may extrapolate to others and you can look at it for yourself Um, these are only this is only this cooperation participation degree of programmed in degree of catalyst programming is only for those who are more or less aware of the process of evolution which is as far as Ross said before some degree of green reactivation, not harvestable necessarily, not necessarily at all harvestable, but some degree of green reactivation, Rod said that the numbers are over fifty percent uh, of humanity that have some say in life programmed catalyst or life catalyst programming so um and again, you see that in the last paragraph here. Uh, contrasting the whole uh, phenomenon of uh, programming catalyst with the case for those who are, have not comprehended somewhat the nature and mechanism of evolution of mind, body, spirit. So aware of the process of evolution equals comprehension of the nature and mechanism of the evolution of mind, body, spirit. Very few people—not very few—but you know, let's, from what Ross said, it seems to be 50 percent of Earth humanity doesn't have that comprehension meaning they don't even know that there's work to be done there's inner work to be done here they um, don't have an internal sense they don't have an inner life they don't have much inner life in my view meaning there isn't this um, self-examination there isn't a sense that self-examination is valuable and may improve the quality of my life And that the quality of um, how I am and how I share in the world, what I am and what I do, uh, is central to life, (laughs) critical to life. There's not some sense of that. Life as path is not known. Uh, Life is seen as, you know, an animal would, in some degree, in that survival of body and quality of feeling or emotional conditions of body, mind. And therefore, um, you know, safety uh, in social uh, positioning within family or work, uh, society, is about all they know. It's, it's actually, in many ways, all, you know, 3D repeating as root chakra blockage. 3D repeating or uh, lack of comprehension of the nature of evolution lack of comprehension of the mechanism or the ways of evolution uh as a byproduct of uh root chakra blockage and um unresolved um s- uh, fears of survival to a certain extent the materialist viewpoint that says this life is all there is after i die i'm finished it's all over and i know that um uh, to some extent that itself um, I believe comes from a fear of dissolution you can say that the people who believe in life after death also have a fear of dissolution sure some may, some just because he does doesn't mean I do but it's true, sure some people latch on to religion or, or eternalism because of a fear of dissolution Sure, and some people are skeptics because of a fear of dissolution too their fear is the dissolution of intellect. They fear that um, they will be uncomprehending if they um, put down the intellect and listen to the heart, where they will find eternity. But they don't. So, um, in the case of the people who uh, don't comprehend the nature and mechanism of evolution, their process is guarded by those, As the last paragraph, by those who don't, uh, by guardians, by angels, basically. There's actually not guardians, but angels more so. There are angelics, true devas, of seven dimensions, seven realms, associated with the Logos, born of the Logos, who do no sin, like those who contacted Howard Storm. And when he said, oh, I don't deserve this, there must be a mistake, they said, we don't make mistakes. And that's exactly the case for devas and uh, angelics of the seven realms. Uh, however, <laughs> Confederation seems to make some mistakes or uh, grievous, create grievous consequences. Nevertheless, um, there's no entity without help. You're not alone. You think you're alone. You may have not human beings around you, but you're not alone. Actually, um, higher beings are always available. And and this is the attitude of higher beings. Um, Rock sort of touches it. Uh the um they never cease their watchful expectation of being of service they are uh, eyes wide open timeless eyes wide open always available to help as much as they can in association with um you know the degree of calling and seeking of the person then limited partially by uh, karmic considerations so um and then there are these two ways of help, and I'll go back to, <laughs> to the program catalyst again. But there, there are two forms of help. There's the internal help of self-awareness, tapping into um, you know intuition, listening to your conscience, listening to soul, deep mind. Um, the linkage basically has to be uh, through forth you know, through opening heart um, to six-ray activation to some extent. To hear the messages or the voice of, of one, the voice of the one the true man without rank uh, awareness, self-awareness of the unity of creation or guardians of the self then in the case of external uh, guardians which protect less sophisticated entities from any permanent separation from unity and so again unity is being discussed here uh, the two means of help are associated with uh, six chakra uh, because all is one, it really is so. Um, all beings are you, and you are all beings. And all life is one life. And so the beings that have greater living, living comprehension of that—that that are that are living now the reality of that unity—are um, very um, are, are very happy to help all constantly. They're ever watchful. This view. Uh, they'll protect the less sophisticated or less evolved entity uh, and make sure there's no permanent separation from unity this would mean uh, keeping the channel open with higher self uh, and also making sure the spirit complex doesn't disarrange Um, so again these two ways of help are both associated with unity both associated with um, sixth chakra um, self-awareness of the unity of creation very much six chakra and um, activation and contact with higher self. Then, also, the help from external, external locus of assistance, guardians or angelics, in many cases, um, also making sure that the entity um, doesn't lose their capacity for realizing unity. I mean, how can there be any permanent separation from unity, right? It wouldn't be Possible. It isn't possible. <laughs> if all is one, one can't separate from it. You know, the ocean is the ocean, wherever you are within it, whatever form or it disintegrates or has or has integrated, it's still the ocean. Uh, but the uh, assistance and unity is another very subtle uh, linkage. <laughs> now, looking to Carla's um, particular case of programmed catalyst, she. Uh, chose means whereby catalyst had, bro- had probability to be obtained, so meaning she chose situations where she could get the catalyst she wanted, like every entity who's evolved would do. Desired what? Desired the process of expressing love light without expecting any return. That's a particular lesson. That's a particular achievement. Um, it's unconditional unconditional self-offering. And um, Unfortunately, she was too heavy on that, and that goes to martyrdom, and that's an imbalance, and that's a blockage of wisdom. And love too, but meanwhile, um, you can see that um, there are levels or strata uh, of intentionality in the programming of Catalyst. Catalyst is programmed for many, many reasons. There, are, you know, if some somebody once asked me in Bali at a seminar, "How do I know my life purpose?" And I said, "Look at anything in your life that you find difficult. The resolution of that is part of your life purpose." And they said, "Oh, I see." <laughs> and and so in this case, um, she chose many forms of catalyst or formations of experience to uh, develop this perhaps major lesson or quality, which seems <laughs> seems pretty quite capable of expressing love and light without expecting return. That's called unconditional giving, and that's the nature. That's what service is all about expressing love light without expecting return not taking only giving however <laughs> it's got to be non-infringing right i can uh, do something that i think is giving i can uh, push you over to you know push you to the right and push you to the left and i say i'm giving you a hand but <laughs> the other person may be harmed by it and that may be truly infringing and control so giving um you know is in response to calling. And if it's not in response to calling, it's called calling yourself. And that uh, easily depolarizes and goes to the negative. So she programmed also to endeavor to accomplish spiritual work and to comfort herself with companionship doing the work. So you can say these are the first level um, intentions, the core intentions uh, of programmed catalysts for this incarnation for Carla Ruger. Um, process of expressing love light without expecting return. Maybe in past lives she expected return. Uh, I don't know. And uh, to do spiritual work and comfort herself with companionship doing so. Seems pretty general. Um, and then we get it, but the specifics are um, very, uh, very complex, actually. Then, how it's normally always done is that, I assume, agreements are made prior to incarnation. Higher self to higher self, right? um boss to boss so uh agreements with the higher self level of the so-called parents and brother sisters that then creates experiential provides experiential catalyst um the home life the parent the family unit of birth the birth family allowing the situation of offering radiance of being without expectation of return radiance of being offering radiance of being equals Expressing love and life without expectation of return, without expecting any return, n- not demanding it, not—it's uh, not bargaining. It's not—it's not a—it's uh, not, not barter. We're not talking about barter. Spiritual service is not barter. It's free giving, um, and it may be material, it may be emotional, it may be intellectual, it may be radiant, energetic, non-physical. Uh, but service is a giving but it's got to be non-infringing and uh, truly ahimsa or harmless uh, but this radiance of being is a comp- akin to expressing love and light uh, very much like 4th chakra love and 5th chakra light then there's the radiance of unified being which is really a 6th chakra radiance different, a little bit different um, and so uh she had that kind of situation set up in the family where she would be, you know, what, the peacemaker, the the you know, negotiator, the harmonizer, the one who brought people together in the family, whatever. But that was the training ground. Then the second program involved agreements with others. Um they provided and will provide, meaning in the future, meaning they have in the past and they will in the future in time space space time. More opportunities for more a spiritual catalyst uh, of work and comradeship, right So she set up the, um, the, the chessboard or the playing field of um, the associations or relationships with other people that will help in spiritual work, like Jim and Don and Gary and uh, Austin and all the other people who have been so Ian, all the other people have been so critical to uh, LNL. Um, set up that association with those people. Uh, With me, I don't know. I guess so, but it's a little different because I'm not exactly part of L&L. But uh, this is the further opportunities for again, uh, work in comradeship or camaraderie. camaraderie. Um, Again, we can say it's catalyst or it's experiential catalyst. It's the catalyst of experience. And these many things are set up before birth and other arrangements or relationships are set up during the lifetime on the fly next then this is a second or third level um, actually what I would say is a third tertiary program the primary program is really parents and uh, siblings and home environment and the second would be um, the program of what we move into in adulthood our job, our career, or family. Um, The tertiary, in my terminology, the tertiary level of the program or program of of experiential catalyst, right? Program catalyst, programmed experiential catalyst for the incarnation. Uh, What I'm calling tertiary third level, uh, I believe, is this uh, events um, that were part of the program only in that they were possibility, probability vortices meaning possible things that could happen or she could do relating to society. Um, First is body and self, and second is family and loved ones and friends and work. And third here is um, societal culture. Then the other events which were programmed are really basically the time period she chose to incarnate in. The nature of living, standard of living, types of relationships legally like marriage, Um, or partnerships in business, I guess. And the social climate during incarnation, right? So you chose to be here on Earth during this social climate of increasing friction, uh, conflict, confusion, distortion, deception, uh, instability, anomaly, (laughs) aberration, perversion, um, and hope, and vision, and possibility. And great, massive access to information on the internet, access to massive reams of information, and truth for for huge development of mind and comprehension. That's never been possible or never been available except what the end of Atlantis or something. It's the first. It's a first. So that's also part of the um, societal culture or the social climate during incarnation which was of course understood before birth to be taking place at harvest and ross says these givens or these these this level of programming applies to millions of people of course both those who are aware of evolution or partially heart chakra activated which again ross said over 50 percent uh and those who are not um and Ra talked about uh, those aware of evolution and desire. Ra is very, uh, Ra is very emotional, you know, sometimes. They really <laughs> they sort of push it. Those aware of evolution and desirous in the very extreme of attaining the heart of love and the radiance which gives understanding. It seems a little um, fanatical if you say, I'm desirous in the very extreme of attaining the heart of love. But you see, if you say that of yourself... I wouldn't say it of myself and I don't think Carla would say that of herself either she's very, you know, she's desirous in the very extreme of attaining the heart of love uh, but she lived that <laughs> but to, to talk about it and to live it are different and um, humility or realism is important Um, uh, but it is true that's what we're here for <laughs> that's what those on the positive path are here for which is not so many people here, maybe 50% you can say, maybe 50% of earth humanity that is programming their own catalyst um, could be called on the positive path already. But that doesn't mean 50% harvestable. And you can say that at the soul level, for sure, down beneath all the levels, yeah, yes, down beneath all the levels of distortion and misidentification and conceit and false self-views, soul essence the one what we are is a uh, very desirous <laughs> uh, uh, extreme extremely desirous of uh, attaining the heart of love which is really harvestability <laughs> and then the radiance which gives understanding so the heart of love and the radiance which gives understanding so if you think ra is some kind of evil uh, you know egyptian uh, animal-headed entity or something you're a silly fool but this talk of heart of love and the radiance which gives understanding. How many people can talk like that? Hmm? How many teachers can talk? Not that many. How many spiritual teachers can talk that way? i <laughs> These phrases come naturally to Ra. And so radiance which gives understanding is also um, um, perhaps um, a subtle suggestion that um, at the level of six chakra, where um love light radiance uh may be freely shared right not expecting any result and not expecting results on visible planes, the adept work of radiating love light radiance of love light you don't have to talk you don't have to move your body but simply radiate what you are um that which I seems to be a six chakra activation, certainly based in four and five, gives understanding that's the four six. 4th chakra, 6th chakra linkage. Understanding of 4th chakra is supported by um, balanced love wisdom or love light radiance of six chakra activation. And then, in terms of um, Carla or others, I think, at least I'm not sure if they're meaning her specifically, no matter what lessons program they have to do with other cells, not with events. But that's a uh, probably a general comment on the nature of the programming of experiential catalyst by higher self before incarnation that it's really relating to, it, it's about relationship it's about quality of self and other however there's you know much much higher work uh, you know the wisdom is a rather lonely alone lonely matter Ross said so the 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 development of the heart of love and the radiance which gives understanding is very much interpersonal or associated with self and other self while um, the wisdom that's a rather lonely matter fifth ray activation and third ray actually yeah third and fifth are very um self-determined or internally developed not necessarily requiring relationship in some sense meaning even third ray um, to make to, to have a balanced relationship with others in society, which is third ray um, one has to be clear where one's coming from and have um, internal discernment as to one's orientation, positive or negative and then the ways of living that if I'm positive, I don't want to hurt anyone with my mouth, I don't want to shout, I don't want to say uh, harsh words or at least malicious words that are cutting and caustic and sh- biting and and i I don't want to hurt people with my mouth ever Uh, maybe i do because i'm not you know perfected like you like everyone but if you're really clear on your path um you really get clear about what you don't want to do you don't want to harm self or other and that includes any form of wrong speech and any form of wrong action and that demands increased sensitivity to others in the moment you want to do service to other well be sensitive in the moment quiet down still you know (laughs) stop and know that you know i is (laughs) i am know that i am means that reality is love is and um remember who you are and where you're going and what your values are and that includes um heightened sensitivity in the moment to the other person, their face, their gesture, their word their their meaning, their feeling and and when that is when one has uh, got the radar locked on like that, then one is um less likely to make trouble and hurt somebody or or do that which we regret and so the lessons of fourth ray, sixth ray are very much supported by the experiential catalyst of interpersonal relationship. And so, in this case, that lessons have to do with giving, not receiving, for the lessons of love, right? We're talking about lessons of love, and and that's what humanity is for, right? Earth is a planet for souls who have not yet learned to love, if you hadn't heard that before. Uh, The primary lessons for most people, yes, here, sure, of seeking fourth density positive harvest graduation, yes, sure. Most people here are on the positive path, but they're not harvestable. But the lessons that they program, that people program in general, are lessons of love. Now, Ross said they're of this nature, lessons of love for both positive and negative. Negatively harvestable <laughs> are endeavoring to share their love of self. Well, that's a cute way of putting it, but. Um, Their love of self includes, um, you know, (laughs) deception and devious plotting and genocide and poisoning and infanticide and and perversion that leads to, you know, (laughs) destruction of mind, destruction of will. That's sharing their love of self, okay? So let's not sugarcoat it. But yeah, from higher self level, you can say they're sharing their love of self. It just has it just happens to be in the depths of iniquity and and pernicious wickedness, and that is growing uh, around us today. Be ye not fooled, it is growing the light love light is growing too, but um, those negatively harvesting harvestable endeavoring to share their love of self, it's a very highly sick, distorted, tangled, contorted dark and occluded love of self okay we'll do one or two more and call it a day 56 50.6 don goes on could you give an example of negative polarization sharing love of self great it would seem to me that that would deplete negative polarization could you expand on that concept great ross said we may not use examples of known beings due to the infringement this would cause thus we must be general they're not going to name names Going on, Ross said, The negatively-oriented being will be one who feels that it has found power that gives meaning to its existence, precisely as the positive polarization does feel. The negative entity will strive to offer these understandings to other selves, most usually by the process of forming the elite, the disciples, and teaching the need and the rightness of the enslavement of other selves for their own good. These other selves are conceived to be dependent upon the self, and in need of the guidance and wisdom of the self, meaning the negatively oriented person. So, this is true, Uh, of course. Um, Those on the negative path, really on the negative path, they think they found it, you know? Like, uh, look at the movie, like, uh, John Gotti, and uh, Scarface, and, uh, you know, any criminal type, and any negative service to self type. Um... They, you know, endless power aggrandizement, uh, squashing everybody and lying continually is the meaning of their life. They feel meaning in that life. Strategizing continually, saying whatever is necessary to further the agenda. Um, Lying is nothing for them. That's just, you know, it's just a, a means to the end of further power aggrandizement. And that's the meaning of their life. No friends, no love, no happiness, no peace, no ease. Um, Just continual uh, struggling, wrangling, fighting, jealous, angry, fighting gods, (laughs) seeking to be. Um, That's the meaning of their life. Then they strive to offer their understandings of that great meaning in their life to others, usually by the process of forming an elite and then the, uh, the minions of the elite and then teaching the need and the rightness of the enslavement of others for their own good. Hey, it's for your own good. Haven't heard that before. Uh, <laughs> if you want to buy it, go right ahead. It seems to be cheap, but it's really expensive. These other cells are conceived to be dependent upon the self, meaning um, you need me. I am, you know, noblesse oblige, I am the noble one, and uh, we are superior, you need a royalty. Why should there be royalty? <laughs> what a fucking joke. What a fucking joke. Other selves conceive to be dependent upon the self, and in need of guidance and wisdom of the self, meaning the negatively oriented entity. That's how they're conceived, yeah, they conceive that way, and uh, if you think that you need uh, authority, then you're a sucker, and they sucked you. And uh, if you think that human authorities are honest and good people, go right ahead and uh, you will uh, reap the reward. That's the negative path. And, um, you know, as Machiavelli said, um, the the clever, the careful deceiver will always find those willing to be deceived. And so the deceiver is a self-deceiver. The negatives are self-deceivers. They are contemptible, hell-bound self-deceivers, worthy of contempt, if you see them. You can also say, that's the one infinite creator. So, the one infinite creator, in that form, of a deceiver, who seeks to enslave others. Welcome to the octave. Then, 50.7 is really long, and we won't do it this time. (laughs) Unfortunately, we have to end on this... um, Kind of uh, sour note of the negatives and their self-deception, uh, but more important than that <laughs> is uh, um, 50.5, which we did, um, and so we're going to end here. But just briefly to to recap 50.5 and the 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 levels of incarnative programmed catalyst. The, um, the spheres of uh, experiential catalyst programming for incarnation for the development, for self-development right, for soul evolution on the positive path for almost everyone uh, as being um, uh, first of all stratified or, or being primary, secondary and tertiary, we can say and the primary is uh, who, who your parents will be and your brothers and sisters and the body you're going to be using, the gender and its basic capacities of body-brain. And second is basically, uh, I would say, the work, the agreement with friends and uh, lover, lovers and uh, partner, spouse even, uh, and, and uh, work workmates, associates, uh, companions on the path. Uh, companions in the work chosen of the lifetime and that doesn't necessarily mean you know working at the grocery store it means really the early influence the primary influences one has had formative influences in making one's way in the world having a job or choosing you know and or choosing uh, marriage and family this is secondary lessons we can say and tertiary are really those that pertain to millions or to pertain to, you know, the vast majority. And in astrology, this is the same as the inner planets and the outer planets. The outer planets um, are associated, they have much longer orbits or much, you know, they're bigger and they're further out there, in, uh, far away from the sun. And so uh, everybody born within a certain five or ten year period has some of the outer planets in a certain um, sign, you know. Everybody has <laughs> uh, Jupiter and Pisces or Saturn and Aquarius uh, born within a certain period of time, this kind of thing. And this is um, the fact that we choose uh, what, this you know, during the, the Incarnation or for the Incarnation, we choose what social climate or what century we'll be born in. <laughs> and, um, you know, you can choose uh, multiple centuries if you like um and but this is the key point here at 55 and 50.5 and before we end i want to point it out again um for carla and for all of us this incarnation was understood is understood should be understood to be one to be now which is taking place at harvest it was understood before birth that we would incarnate at harvest now harvest now means a three-way split associated with planetary dimensional shift Right? The planet upgrading to become one, two, three, four. First, second, third, fourth chakra, or energy body activated. Dimensional shifting of the planet as now at the time of harvest, which is the three-way split, which is the door opening, um, and the, the separation of the wheat from the chaff. The wheat and the tares, or the tares and the chaff. Um, those who are going to make the grade and those who don't. Those who will graduate and those who don't. This is a school. And um, like any school grade, there's a necessary grade for passing. Passing grade. Doesn't mean good or bad, and it's not the Grim Reaper, but um, as um, a school for soul evolution, their density, like other densities, um, have a time period, and they have certain uh, metaphysical consciousness requirements for ascension or graduation, uh, to successfully um, move up and out of it, and um, that's one reason um, for the greater intensity of catalyst, and people programming more tattlet- more intense or painful or difficult catalyst of body, mind, or relationship um, to. Um, trigger, to stimulate, to kind of goad them into making interchanges to become harvestable, because the door is opening, and soon it'll close. Soon it's it's opening now, and soon it'll close. And um, it's an important thing for souls in third density to graduate uh, to fourth. And it's important uh, for wanderers to know that they're wanderers who have chosen to be born at the time of harvest and understand why. But it's not necessarily that uh, everybody... We're all here to become world, serv- world saviors or something. But uh, this is a very important time to be born on this planet with great challenge and opportunity, uh, a lot of difficulty, and many wonderful, beautiful things too. So, on that more positive note, let's end for today. Next time we'll go into um, the second half of Session 50 starting with 50.7. Um, more disc very, very important um, quote from Raw, 50.7. The longest poker game you can imagine a lifetime. So, thanks for being here today. I appreciate this opportunity. Hope you're well. Take good care of yourselves, and good night.